it's time for another episode of Hops and Hedges, where we talk everything beer and landscaping and everything in between. So crack open a cold one and let's dig in. Hello, friends. I cannot believe that this is our very first episode. How cool is this? I'm your host, Heather Gerard, and today, since it is our first episode, I'm actually going to be talking to you directly. So I don't have a guest, even though it's kind of funny because as I'm recording this, I am recording uh, and interviewing with my first guest later today. So I'm going to be talking to you directly from where I am. So I'm in London, Ontario, and I'm going to be using this episode as a way to introduce you to me as your host. So you can kind of get to know me and find out if this is something you might want to listen to, or if maybe it's something you'd like to be a guest speaker on. Um, We're going to be talking about so many different things on this podcast, from landscaping to beer, mental health and coping strategies, personal favorites, everything from garden styles, plants, hardscaping materials, pieces of equipment, stuff like that, and so much more. So I'm just going to hop right in here. Um, Because this episode two um, is going to give me something to work with as to editing because, uh, news alert, I've never produced a podcast before. So I'm trying to figure out how the heck to do this crazy thing, which I'll get into in a minute. So I kind of just wanted to start off with how I got into landscaping. So um, as I'm recording it uh, right now, it is 3.15 in the afternoon on January 16th, 2024. And uh, about 10 years ago, or just a little bit over 10 years ago in August of 2013, I was having coffee with a friend who I believe was 61 or 62 at the time. She's going to kill me if I totally got her age wrong, but I love you. I love you, Diane. Um, so we're out for coffee and I was just complaining big time that I couldn't get a real job, air quotes, you know, an adult job and nobody would take me seriously and I wasn't getting interviews, um, because I didn't have a diploma. And she looks at me square in the face, dead serious. And she's like, well, are you going to change society or are you going to go out there and get a piece of paper? And it hit me like a ton of bricks and I hate it when my friends are right, but oh my God, she was right, you know, and I hated that. She was just making it so clear to me that, well, I guess I need a diploma. So I still thank her to this day because she absolutely changed my life for the better in that moment. So I did, uh, after having coffee, I did go home and I brought up Fanshawe College's website because I'm walking distance to that college and I didn't have a car. so. I wasn't going to be, I was going to have to be walking to college. So this was August of 2013 and I'm looking at their course offering and they had two courses that were accepting students the following month in September of 2013. So one was business finance, barf, no way was I going to take an accounting course. And the other course that was accepting students was landscape design. And as soon as I saw those two words together on the screen, I was in love. I grew up in the country where everybody just looks after their gardens. It's what you do. You have property, you look after it. And I've always loved gardening. I've I've loved being in the garden. I have very fond memories of uh, my childhood home, gardening with my, my dad. 
And I, I could, in that moment, I just couldn't believe that there was this whole industry, this entire profession that I knew nothing about. So I was 26 years old when I discovered that, oh, maybe there's a place for me in the trades. And it was nuts. And I've been in love ever since. Um, so that's how I got into landscaping, <laughs> a total accident. Um, and how I got into beer, which is also why we're all here. Let's be real. Landscaping, beer, they just go so well together. Um, so I had a really, uh, maybe I should back up a second. So my husband still laughs because he was always, I would say, into beer and I hated it. I thought it smelled and tasted like urine. I was not into it. I didn't want to try it. I was uh, I was a wine and liquor girl, and it took one really bad red wine hangover to do something to my taste buds because now I'm all in. So I like I like the juicy, hazy, uh, tropicals, the IPAs, um, or I often refer to them as the weird beers. So I'm actually you can't see it because I haven't figured out how to bring audio yet into the podcast. So stay tuned for next week's episode. But I thought uh, since this episode, it's me and you're getting to know me and kind of how I roll. My favorite, like my hands down number one favorite is Voodoo Ranger. And that is what I'm drinking right now. So you can hear the can. I promise you I have one. It sounds empty. It's it's only about halfway though. Um, so Voodoo Ranger, it's made by New Belgium brewing out in the states i know it's not technically canadian if you have a canadian ipa that you love please let me know and i would be more than happy to try it but this is my favorite so here in canada it's actually brewed by steam whistle out in etobicoke i've not yet been out to the brewery to have it but there's a a cute little bar here um, actually in kamoka close to london uh that has it on tap so that is what i like to do it's tropical juicy really nice golden color it's seven percent alcohol so it's a little bit higher than your labat's blue or your coors light (laughs) um but yeah i really enjoy it and something that i really like about this one because when you're landscaping and you come home and you want to go outside and garden in your own place and it's hot outside you don't necessarily want to take the time to grab a glass and pour it properly. I know there's a lot of other beer snobs out there. They're like, you got to pour it into a glass. You can't just drink it out of the can. Well, with Voodoo Ranger, you can. Uh, There is no lumps or bumps or any of that weird stuff that sometimes you get in the bottom of uh, a really nice beer. So this one you can just drink right out of the can. So it is definitely my favorite. So now that we've uh, got beer out of the way, I wanted to talk a little bit about Landscape Ontario and their peer-to-peer network. So as I mentioned in uh, 2013, that's when I discovered uh, this whole industry of and profession of landscaping in Ontario. And uh, so I finished my three-year uh, advanced diploma at Fanshawe College in Landscape Design. And then right out of the gate, I was hired by a small landscaping company in Lambeth, Ontario, um, as their project manager, junior designer, estimator, uh, type position. And, uh, while I was there, the owner actually really encouraged me to attend peer to peer sessions 
on his behalf. So peer-to-peer with Landscape Ontario, it's this networking and support group for upper management uh, supervisors and owners within the landscaping uh, member community. So my boss, Jay, he really encouraged me to go on his behalf, take notes, and then come back and kind of lay out, you know, everything that I'd learned. So I've been a member of the peer-to-peer group since 2016, which is crazy, just crazy to me to think about. Um, So I've been a member with them forever. After that job, so I was there for two years, and then I was um, hired by a larger landscape company here in London, and I was with them for two years, and I absolutely loved it. My manager was also my mentor. I've learned so much from him and I am so grateful for the opportunity to have been able to learn from him and see what he does. And it's funny because sometimes I catch myself, you know how people have the t-shirt that says, what would Jesus do? And so I sometimes ask myself as a manager and as a, a landscape company owner, I say, what would Steve do? So I don't know if Steve ever hears this episode, but Steve, that's all thanks to you. You've really inspired me to be um, as awesome as you, maybe one day when I grow up. (laughs) Uh, so then I was there for two years and then we had this little thing that happened. You guys might remember it was called COVID where the whole world shut down. And, uh, part of that, what that meant was me losing my job and it wasn't anybody's fault. We all left on, um, fairly good, Uh, terms. I've got some really good letters of recommendations from that position, but my, my position was just no longer needed. There wasn't the kind of volume uh, required for my job. They didn't need me to, to manage uh, the workload. And I crashed hard. I crashed really hard. Um, So I definitely sought out therapy. I sought out support from my network And I feel very blessed and very lucky to have people in my life and in my network that helped to hold me up because the whole world had just fallen out from beneath my feet. And it wasn't a good time. But out of that, I started my own business. And I never, ever, ever, ever would have considered doing that. Um, I've never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I thought of myself as the... uh, you know, the best employee. I, I'm your, I'm the person you want on your team, not to actually run anything up myself. But during COVID, if nobody else was hiring, then, you know, I just, I had this epiphany that I really love what I do. I love the outdoors. I love landscape design. I love just kind of improving spaces and educating people about the importance of natives and climate change and things that we can do. So I started my own business because I kind of didn't feel like I had a choice. So um, mental health is a huge aspect of not just myself, but of this podcast. So if uh, if you're looking for some light listening, this may or may not be for you. I don't know. We're going to see how it goes because we're going to be having some really real conversations uh, with our guests and people are really invited to to open up and talk about our coping strategies and kind of what we're dealing with. Because the more we talk about it, the more we realize that we all have a lot of things in common. And I think especially for business owners, you know, we don't need to struggle alone. 
So hopefully this podcast will bring together a whole bunch of different guests who can share their experiences and their struggles and maybe share some ways of how they're coping or what they do and what they're implementing. So another reason why I wanted to start this podcast is that I don't think that there is enough awareness and conversations around the landscaping profession. And it's very exciting. And I'm really hoping that this podcast is going to help to change that because we are not, um, you know, without sounding offensive, I hope I don't, um, but we're, we're not just a bunch of guys with pickup trucks that decide to cut grass. That's not what we do. And I think, and I hope that this podcast will change that conversation around what landscaping is, what we do as professionals, and just how lucrative this profession is. It's extraordinary. So I hope to share that with you all. Um, so going into personal favorite garden styles. Oh my gosh, there's so many things out there. Uh, if you find me out on Instagram or in the socials, I do have a link floating out there about uh, discovering your own garden style. It's a little quick quiz. I think it's like 10 questions with pictures that you can take and find out what your style is. But my personal style, I would say, is the woodland or secret garden. I like things to be hidden so that you don't see it all right away. You really have to go into it in order to experience it. Um, I've always found the book, The Secret Garden, very romantic. And I like that idea of almost approaching a wall or a gate and not knowing what lies beyond. And that, that idea of curiosity. Um, I love gardens that look like they've almost been forgotten. So even gardens that we are designing and installing intentionally to look like they've been there for hundreds of years. I, I just, there's something about that, uh, which leads into biophilic design, which maybe we'll have a, um, a podcast episode about that. Um, my personal favorite plants, I am really big on texture and foliage uh, interest because I mostly blooms, they're really short-lived. You know, things bloom and then the bloom lasts for maybe two weeks if you're lucky and then it's done. So what do the leaves look like? What sort of texture? I really like, like the coarse textures, so larger leaves, um, deep teeth on the leaves, stuff like that, and seasonal interest, because I'm in London, Ontario. So I don't know about you, but we have four seasons here, which kind of feels like six, because we have fall, but then we have wet fall, which isn't quite winter and it's not quite fall, but everything's dead and wet and brown. And then we have spring and we also have wet spring, when again, nothing is blooming, it's still cold and everything is just wet. Um, so some of those favorite plants for me would be witch hazel, one of my favorites. I think the flower is really interesting and the leaves are, are really nice. Uh, Father Gilla, actually, which I didn't write down in my notes, but that's another one that I think is uh, greatly underutilized in the landscape and one of my favorites, just beautiful. All the Amsonias I like, the blackberry lilies, Bregenias, um, and, and there's so many others. So maybe when I figure out how to do video, I can actually put up some of these pictures of these things that we love so much. Um, I have a, a note just about native plants because I, I'm hoping that we get a lot of people listening into this podcast who have strong opinions about native plants and their use and their purpose of the, in the landscape. So I personally, um, I do include some native plants in the gardens and the garden designs that I do. I certainly don't 
purposefully use invasives or things that are going to spread and get out of control. I try to focus on low maintenance gardens. But for native plants, personally, I, I really struggle with sourcing them. And I think a lot of people do in southwestern Ontario. But I know that there's suppliers and providers out there. So I think just I, I need to be better. And I know that I already have some guests scheduled to come on this show that are really pro-natives. And uh, I know that I'm going to learn a, a thing or two from them. So I'm really looking forward to that. I still have lots to learn. <laughs> Uh, houseplants. I, I don't know why everybody, uh, I shouldn't say everybody, but lots of people say that a spider plant is a really low maintenance plant and I kill it every time. I don't know if there's anybody out there who does the same thing, but I cannot keep a spider plant alive for nothing. Like it just does not like my house, but what does do really well here, um, are actually philodendrons and begonias. So again, I wish I had video right now so I could show you my beautiful begonias. I've got two sort of polka dot type begonias and um, they're both named Bob. I don't know if it, anybody else there names their plants, but I do. They're either Bob, Steve, and I have one plant called Nancy because she's, she's a bit of a diva. And then uh, anybody else struggling with uh, the sensitive plant? So I'm, I'm really excited that there's one uh, guest in particular who's scheduled to come on the show and he is a whiz with plants. And I'm really excited to pick his brain about this, uh, the sensitive plant, Mimosa pudica. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's, uh, it's a plant where you touch it and it plays dead. So all the leaves actually fall down. It looks really sad. And then you leave it alone for a bit and it perks right up again. So cute, so much fun, and I cannot keep the darn thing alive. So stay tuned. Hardscaping materials. Uh, I think I mentioned I really do like the natural look. Um, anything that looks old, ruins. Here in Ontario, we have uh, products called Mossy Rock and Lace Rock. So these ones, they actually have moss on them and there's lots of holes in them. I believe they're limestone. Um, just beautiful. That is my go-to. Um, but I also really like Gambian, Gambian baskets. So again... I will get some video and some pictures up of what these things are for those who don't know. But a gabion basket is pretty much a metal cage that's filled with rocks. So whether that is river stone or whatever stone you like, small boulders, uh, granite pieces. Um, but I really like uh, gabion baskets actually in the landscape and crevice gardening, right? Because it actually provides a bit of a habitat for your beneficial insects. They can hide in there. They can hang out. Really like it. So... So we are about 18 and a half minutes in. I'm hoping to keep the podcast to about 30 minutes and under. So we'll see how good I am at that. But it, in case you can't tell by this point, I am a landscape designer. I am not a podcaster. Although I guess I am now. Wow. Talk about imposter syndrome. Speaking of mental health, I'm sort of uh, sweating a little bit right now in my sweater and I can't even see you. I'm just recording, talking to myself into a microphone and hoping that this turns out. But this is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. And so I'm going to tell you right now that I am not fancy, but I am real. And once I figure out how to do this video thing so you can actually see me, I'm going to tell you that there's no backdrop. It's not a fancy studio. I don't have... Um, anything in the background or I'm not going to blur the background. I don't have fancy equipment or lights. 
Um, I have three pet rats, so they might join me. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a bad hair day or I might show up wearing my pajamas or tough days. I mean, I know a lot of you guys out there working landscaping right now. You guys are also doing snow removal. I couldn't imagine what you're dealing with or kind of what mindset you might be in after plowing all night and then coming onto a podcast episode. Thankfully, I do not work in snow, but I'm just letting you know that it's going to be real and I'm I'm really excited for that. So speaking of the, the podcast, I have been thinking about doing this for about two years now. And it wasn't until the, the recent uh, Landscape Ontario Congress in Toronto. So this was at the, the Toronto Conference Center. Um, just this past week, I was there and I met someone. His name's Daniel. He was going to be on the show. I'm so excited to pick his brain. Um, but we ended up sitting down uh, shortly after lunch break. And I just mentioned that how cool would it be to have a podcast about beer and landscaping? And he looked at me and he's like, I don't even know you, but like, what's, what's holding you back? And I, I didn't have an answer because <laughs> the only thing holding me back is me. I mean, why, why not? Why not? So I've always believed that if you're too comfortable, um, then you're not growing. So in that moment, I decided, okay, it's time to get uncomfortable. You've been thinking about this podcast for a while. So just get off the pot already and just do the thing. So I challenge you as, um, as the listeners, you know, what, like, what, what would you start? What would you try if you knew that you couldn't fail? What would, what would you attempt at if you knew that you would succeed? And that's my challenge to you because right now I am crazy scared and totally feeling imposter syndrome for doing this thing. So I'm I'm going to call out to you and say, you know what? Just do it. What have you got to lose? Just do the thing. Just do it. So I'm going to end with um, a book suggestion. So something I'm going to be asking my guests on the show is I'm really interested in what they're reading and what books have really changed them in their business. So I have tons, but the one that I'm reading right now is called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And I just finished reading uh, chapter 16, which is about fear. And I thought this was so relevant to this podcast because he talks about how when we have a situation that we're afraid to do or that we're afraid to face, that we put it off. So specifically, the example he uses in the book is that if you have a really tough a phone call to make with a client, you you don't just pick up the phone and call the client. What you do is you go downstairs and you pour yourself a coffee while you're thinking about the phone call. Well, then maybe you make some notes and then you prepare to take the phone call. And then you psych yourself up and before you know it, you've escalated that fear, that anxiety you have about the thing where if you would have just done the thing, you wouldn't have spent all that time in that kind of anxiety zone right? So that's something that I've, uh, I'm trying to do. So when something scares me, I decide, you know what, let's just do the thing and not let it not dwell on it for too long. So, um, that's about it for me. So I, um, yeah, that's it. I actually don't have a really cool sign off. You know, I see all these podcasts online and they have this really cool catchy phrase that they say at the end of their podcast. So I'm going to attempt to add a, a Q and a 
or maybe a, a poll here in this podcast. So if you're listening, see if you can find it and let me know. What do you think? Like, how should I end these things? <laughs> what uh, what cool thing could I say to end each episode? I'm curious as to what you think. So that concludes this episode. Um, if you want to find me online, you can find me as my landscape artist on Instagram. And I have a link there right in my bio where uh, you can actually sign up to be a guest or to send me some information or questions about the podcast. So thanks again for listening and I will see you next time. That concludes this week's episode. Tune in every Wednesday for someone new and some new brew. Don't forget to click the follow button to stay in touch. See you next time.